Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Tomahawk number 104, cover date May June 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Bob Brown, edited by Murray Boltonoff, featuring Tomahawk and the Rip Roaring Rangers in The Fearful Freak of Dunham's Dungeon, written by Ed Heron, art by Fred Ray, and All American Men of War number 115, cover date May June 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Irv Novick, edited by Robert Kaniger, featuring Johnny Cloud, the Navajo Ace in Deliver One Enemy Ace, Handle With Care, written Written by Bob Kanderwicker, art by Irv Novick. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go! Tomahawk and his rip-roaring rangers discover a medieval castle with a giant gecko inside. Meanwhile, in World War II, Johnny Cloud the Navajo Ace is ordered to take leave after a long tour of duty. He joins Running Deer on a trip to London, which has been attacked by German bombers. Johnny rescues a war orphan named Ben, but the boy is depressed and lacks the will to survive. Confused? Don't be. It's pretty straightforward. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Tomahawk and the Ripper and Rangers fighting red coats and smuggling tea and things. <laughs> Roll call. Tomahawk. Here. Big Anvil. Here. Wildcat. Here. Brass Buttons. Here. Frenchie. Uh, EC. Stovepipe. Yeah. Long Rifle. Here. Cannonball. Do here. And Cane Tuck. What's that? He's from Kentucky. Okay. Here, uh, 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 he, he, here, 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 here. He, I, I, I say, I say, I say, I say, I say, I'm here. <laughs> hey, uh, remember Tomahawk? I kind of do. Remind me about this, please. Tomahawk and his Rip Roaring Rangers. I want to say it's probably been a year since we've read Tomahawk. Pro you're probably right. Okay. Uh, well, they fight uh, the Redcoats in the Revolutionary War. Oh, the Revolutionary War. Yes. More on that later. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, so, it used to be just Tomahawk and his teen sidekick, Dan Hunter. Mm hmm. And then I don't know why they moved towards this group of Rip Roaring Rangers, and Dan Hunter's nowhere to be found. Okay. Uh, 
but this group of single gentlemen traversing the countryside in sweaty leather clothes and moccasins and things, coonskin caps, fighting the redcoats. But also, I learned something today. Did you? I was listening to the excellent podcast by Malcolm Gladwell called Revisionist History. Yes. It seems that most of our founding fathers were actually engaged in tea smuggling. Really? Yes. And so the Boston Tea Party, when a group of patriots famously dressed Dressed up up as as Indians Indians. and threw tea into the ocean, uh, that was because the British had lowered the price of tea to compete with the smugglers. And so they were throwing the British tea into the ocean to ruin it so that people would go back to buying the smuggled tea. Oh my gosh. From our brave founding fathers. Mm-hmm. Wow. So our country is founded by criminals. Tea smugglers. Yep. There you have it. But uh, I don't know why they didn't just go down to the airport, Boston Logan, in 1773, and dump tea onto the tarmac. Onto the tarmac yeah. and just let it rock. Right, right, right. the open. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Fourth of July weekend, so we've got a couple of patriotic tales for you. Indeed we do. Tomahawk, number 104. Featuring Tomahawk and his Ripborn Ragers in the Fearful Freak of Dunham's Dungeon. Uh, and also the podcast premiere of Johnny Cloud the Navajo Ace. Really? Yeah, we haven't talked about him before. Okay. Well, let's get started. Shall we? Yes. Tomahawk, Tomahawk the Fearful Freak of Dunham's Dungeon. Now, this cover is fantastic. Isn't it, though? It's got the Ripborn Rangers. Climbing up into uh, some sort of medieval fortification with a giant scaled horned hand mm-hmm. with webbed fingers and giant eyeballs coming out. Mm-hmm. Grabbing one of the Rip Roaring Rangers. I can't tell them apart, except for Big well, Anvil. Actually, if you look at how they're drawn here inside, uh-huh. um, I would say that these there there wasn't much consultation about the actual rangers that they were going to draw on the cover because they all well, appear to be back. wearing buckskin outfits. Mm-hmm. But then inside they've got individualized costume. Yes, big van, big anvil is easy to spot because he's giant I'll and say he has he's a hairy, hairy chest. chest and abs <clears throat> and he's got a vest and no shirt. I was going to talk about that on a later issue. What about when it was exactly that? Uh, chest hair drawn on became a s- acceptable for good guys. Oh. Because usually if you'd have a criminal or an Arab or something in 1940s and 50s comics, they would definitely have hairy chest. Uh, yeah. Mobsters. Yeah. Uh, but then in the 60s, we got people like Big Anvil or Nick Fury. Mm. And there's even an issue of Green Lantern where Hal Jordan is stripped to the waist and has a hairy chest. I think it's coming up on our show, but I'll be sure to point it out. I'm when stunned into silence. As you know, my longtime <laughs> scientific study of chest hair, beginning when I was 12 years old, when I wrote a letter to the producers noted of... Act, no, I wrote directly to William Shatner oh, okay. himself. Did you just address it, William Shatner? William Shatner, care of Hollywood. <laughs> Dear Mr. Shatner. How did you write to William Shatner? I probably went to the public library and found some kind of directory of Hollywood studios and wrote to the studio. I don't remember exactly how. Dear Mr. Shatner, 
mm-hmm. I've noticed <laughs> through my careful scientific study that you don't have chest hair on Star Trek, the original series. Of course, in that day, it was the only series. But you do on T.J. Hooker, your current <laughs> blockbuster hit on ABC television. What <laughs> gives? <laughs> well, I got a response. And? From an organization called the William Shatner Fellowship. Fellowship? Yes, I think it was his fan club in the 60, uh, 70s. Okay. Um, relating that the NBC executives in the 1960s when Star Trek was airing asked Mr. Shatner to shave his chest. But rest assured, young man, Mr. Shatner does and has always had hair in his chest. (laughs) I love that story. It never gets old. Right. That was around the time that I also drew chest hair on my Six Million Dollar Man doll with a Sharpie. Of course. For the sake of realism. Have you ever drawn on a plastic surface with Sharpie? Uh, no. It doesn't retain its... Uh, Distinct the, lines? The fine lines that I no. used with my artistic... Did it just, just look, eventually just look like a smudgy... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that because you were licking not, it all not the time? Eventually. And the, no. the... <laughs> no. Not eventually. Immediately. Oh, immediately. Yeah. It just smears around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you when you rub your fingers through his nest of chest hair on the, on the plastic doll... Well, I didn't do that because I was busy fighting crime... Oh. Looking through the giant hole in the back of his head <laughs> to give you the bionic vision. Okay. Remember that? Yes, I do. And I also had Oscar Goldman's exploding briefcase. Mm. Yep. That was awesome. Um, and rolling up that rubbery skin of his arm so you could see his bionics. Yes. Oh, those were the days. Those are cool. So Big Anvil uh, is wearing an open vest. I um, He's my favorite character. Uh, Stovepipe is wearing a top Stove hat. Po- yeah, top hat. Yeah. <laughs> but that's comfortable in the American heat. Right. Frenchie's got a beret, of obviously, because he's French. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this is Wildcat, who's the redhead. Okay. So they've found a medieval castle. In America. In America. We open, I should say, in media race, meaning in the middle, in the middle of the of story, action. which is, yeah. was not preceded by anything. Right. Uh, they found a castle. They're approaching the castle. They get onto the, what do you call that? Drawbridge. Drawbridge. <laughs> which collapses, and they fall into the courtyard. Well, I mean, it's drawn in. It, oh, right, right, yeah, right, right. It, yeah. And they encounter a knight on a horse. Yes, a full medieval knight in armor with a, a, a decorated horse. Mm-hmm. And a horse kind of looks like spark plug from Barney Google. Spark plug always had that kind of a blanket over him. Okay. You have no idea who I'm talking about, do you? Nope. Well, you know Snuffy Smith? Yes. You'll notice if you read carefully in the Sunday paper, it says Snuffy Smith and Barney Google. Barney Google was the original character of the strip. Oh. And Snuffy Smith was introduced in the 1940s and slowly took over. But in the 20s, it was all Barney Google and his horse Spark plug. Okay. Who wears a blanket like this? Okay. Anyway. Well, this horse isn't real anyway. Big Anvil makes short order of this knight. He sure does. uh, Who is also secretly a medieval jester. Mm -hmm. In full medieval jester costume. Mm -hmm. And uh, explains that he was just having fun. Just a little fun. Just trying to scare him away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So into the castle they go. And uh, they explain that they're on the run from the Redcoats. That would be the British army right. of the mid-18th century. So they, they convince him to lower the drawbridge to let their comrades right. in out of the rain to get into the castle. And, of course, uh, much to the uh, chagrin of the court jester, he does not want them to be in the castle because his master would not want, him, want them there. Right. Um, so Tomahawk explains that they are on the run from the Redcoats. They must hide. Mm -hmm. And off they go to hide. Meanwhile... So redcoats come into the castle. Of course, as redcoats are wont to do. And now we meet the master of the castle. Yeah. Jack. Lord Dunham. Jack. Jack. I thought at least it would be John Swift. John Swift, Lord Dunham, or Jonathan Crane, Lord Dunham. No, it's Jack. Just Jack. He transported this castle stone yeah. by stone. He, from it, England. Was that... That would be a very time-consuming process. Uh, was that something that was done? Uh, I a, think a it... Transatlantic? I don't... Not um, that early, no. at least. I mean... I mean, they did move houses back then. Right. And famously, London Bridge was moved to Arizona in the 20th century, though. Not the not the famous London Bridge, but a uh, London Bridge. Okay. And I would think that the in, the stones of an entire castle couldn't travel on the same ship. Certainly, and probably there's a high a risk of one of them going uh -huh. down or two of them going around. Who knows? So, well, we just we must accept this for the story, which is an impossibility. Right. Okay. 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 Uh, but everything else about the story holds up. Uh-huh, absolutely yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. um, Jack Lord Dunham and his lady friend, mm -hmm. Beth, they're not married. Not yet. Know. They're coming down the stairs together, however. They're engaged. Well, there must be, she must have an escort. Well. Maybe there's family up there staying there and we never get introduced to them in the story. Is it just the two of them, the jester and the, and the well, castle? That's what I was assuming. Mm. Um, and the jester wasn't upstairs with them. Anything mm -hmm. could have been happening. Mm-hmm. Anyway, some of the uh, Riphorn Rangers are outside and cause a distraction, and the Redcoats leave, go outside and get hammered hmm. by a big anvil. Mm -hmm. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, Stovepipe apparently keeps grenades in his hat. In his top hat? hat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That also checks out. Okay, so he throws a grenade at the Redcoats and sends them, yep. blasts them back to Wildcat. Wildcat gives him a punch, Cannonball swings out of a tree. So they all have their gifts. They make short work. Is that right? Short work? Short work, yeah. Um, of the Redcoats. A little bit more individualized than, say, the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Who all do the same thing. Mm -hmm. These characters have their own individual skills. So, Tomahawk and Frenchie. Three cheers for Big Anvil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess only Tomahawk and Frenchie are the ones that are... Being pursued because they're the only ones that went into hiding. Why did it, why did they go into hiding while the other ones fought? I I don't know. That was not clear. It's not ever explained. I read it over and over again. I thought, okay, nope, not clear. Um, but they've been hiding behind a hidden panel in the stone wall. Mm -hmm. um, 
Tomahawk thanks Jack, Lord Dunham, mm-hmm. for keeping them secret. Beth is begging them to, begging Jack to help Tomahawk in his mission of defeating the Redcoats. Um, begs Jack to let them stay there in hiding. He says, no. Nope. I don't want anything to happen to my castle, which I moved at great expense across the Atlantic Ocean. I imagine you did. On a fleet of ships. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, they hear a strange thumping noise from the basement. Right. And I don't know who it is that puts his his ear to the ground. Who is that? uh, That's probably Cannonball, because he was wearing a hat earlier. By the way, we haven't mentioned how those coonskin outfits, not uh-huh. coonskin outfits, I'm sorry, those um, buckskin, buckskin outfits, yeah. they are not comfortable. Have you had one on? No. Well, I mean, I wear I wear leathers when I go riding on Sure, motorcycle. who doesn't? And these would, are, these would not breathe, and they would mm-hmm. wear them day after day mm-hmm. after day. It would be disgusting. And you know what else? What? They're probably wearing woolen union suits underneath. If anything at all. Oh, Ugh, go on. God. <laughs> the smell. Well, maybe that's why they're all single gentlemen. Yeah. So they're going to go investigate the noise. Yep. Down. Might be enemy soldiers. Let's go have a look. Yep. So they go down there. Of course, my favorite guy leads the way. Big Anvil. Big Anvil. Mm-hmm. Um, down they go into the cavernous. Okay, second of all. Not only did he move this castle brick by brick mm-hmm. from England, they built, they dug a they foundation. Dug a foundation, yeah, they dug a dungeon. Now it is explained later that there were tunnels, natural tunnels underneath, so yes. they might have utilized the natural tunnels, carved them tunnel out a little bit, put some stones in, but still. Um, look, there's a giant eyeball down the dungeon. No one sees it. No one sees it except us, the reader. Of course. So we're aware that something's happening. Um, they look outside. Okay, I see where you are. Yep, the and rain's stopping. And realize the British have set up a... Some weapons on the ramparts, right? Yep. Well, not on the ramparts. They're, they're surrounding the castle, and they're going to attack it. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is where the British say, our scouts tell us. British, I should say, are in league with a local Indian tribe. Yes, yes. Um... Superstition keeps the Indians out of the tunnels, but we are going in to mine the castle with Mm gunpowder and then blow up the castle, Mm -hmm. capture the criminals, or probably kill them. Mm -hmm. Um, Meanwhile, inside, Tomahawk wants to rig the courtyard with grenades to surprise the British when they storm the gate. And they don't blow them up when they come in. Right. And Jack refuses because he doesn't... Of course, he's like, like, no, I'm not going to nope. blow up part of my castle. That's ridiculous. Are you crazy? Not one stone no. will get chipped. So, he orders the Dripborn Rangers out of the castle. They agree to leave. But here comes Beth. Brave Beth. She says, I, if you're not going to do anything, I'm going to go with them. She's not having it. Nope. I will not marry you. I will leave with the Riphorn Rangers. Wear buckskin the rest of my days mm. and fight for freedom. I've got the hot, disgusting buckskin. <laughs> You've really got it against buckskin. Oh, please. What? You try wearing buckskin day after day after day. Try wearing it in this heat. No? Ugh. Thanks. Right? 
Um, Beth, off she goes. Mean, lifts up her skirts on the front and scares out that castle. Shocking click, click, display click, click, of click, ankle. Click, 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 click. Um, immediately the Ripper and Rangers are ambushed outside the gate, so back into the courtyard they go. Yep. Uh, the British are attacking. Meanwhile, what they don't know is that the British are underneath the, in the tunnels. In the tunnels, right. With gunpowder. And what do they encounter but... Growl! A What's giant that? eyeballed creature... With a claw. ...coming out of through the tunnels. Right. As they understand it, it's a frightening biological freak. Now, this was the Age of Enlightenment. I guess it would check out that they would not instantly dropped out of fear when a giant scaled clawed hand comes out of the wall i don't know i probably would well i certainly would too but these are men of science yeah uh and humanists i would imagine yes they were humanists Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh general cornwallis isn't that interesting what that we both know you know at this time in history that our founding fathers were humanists you know why why because we teach music history and we know all about all the Philosophical trends all over Europe. But, yes, people who like to, to, to talk about our founding fathers in a political mm-hmm, sense mm-hmm. like to pretend that they were all Christians and they were all, you know, trying to build a founding nation for, for God and, you yeah. know, and, and for, for religious purposes. I mean, even though it was religious freedom is a value right. of the founding of our nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and democracy, of course, but I'm not. I'm not doing a good job of explaining. Well, myself. we're nonpartisan on this show, ex- unless that party is Republicans. Then we don't right. talk well about them all the time. Except- like the Pledge of Allegiance, for example, it never included one nation under God right. until what 1950 or 60s. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Thomas Jefferson wrote his own Bible. He essentially just cut up an issue of Teen Vogue. <laughs> And it's like one of those ransom notes. Is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that, Bob. Um, so General Cornwallis here, I don't know if that's who it is, but he's... The, the, the man, General Monocle. Yeah. He uh, decides, we're just going to let this monster do our dirty work for us. We're going right. to let the monster take the castle apart. Um, what will you do now, Tomahawk? Says Beth. <laughs> I want to go with you and your rangers. You can't. Too dangerous. Yeah, what's she going to do? Cook? Yes. I mean, what is she? She might cook. That's it. Certainly, like she, every group of single gentlemen she, needs a woman hanging out to cook with them. She's probably not trained in combat. These guys live very rough lives. Listen, the Blackhawks have Lady Blackhawk. The Challengers of the Unknown have June. Doom Patrol has Elastigirl. She's wearing a dress and a girdle and buttresses. But bustles. Bustles. Bustle and everything. Not buttresses. <laughs> buttresses. She could wear breeches. Riding breeches. She, I mean, she could do a costume change. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyway, they're talking and talking and talking about girl stuff. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Sacrifice. Make home for a new world. Blah, blah, blah. Back to the action. Boom! An earthquake. Castle's falling apart. They go down to the dungeon and they find this giant... Uh, creature? Creature. What are you supposed to creature saying? I thought you were saying this. Hi, everybody! Yeah, he does. I'm gonna kill you! He kind of looks like a cross between Animal, the Muppet. Yes. And Marty Feldman, the late <laughs> actor. <laughs> no one explains where he came from or, you know. It's just a biological uh, freak. 
And a Jack, frightening biological freak. Jack Dunham. What's his name? Count Dunham? Jack, Lord Dunham. Lord Dunham. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, oh, this is horrible. I brought this over with me from England. You know, nothing. Just like, this is, this is, we have these things in America? Yeah, I didn't assume that he brought it with him. I assumed that he, it was living there in the tunnels. And that's why the Indians were superstitious about going in the tunnels. Wow. Yeah. I didn't make that connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he kind of looks like a gecko lizard a little bit. If geckos had front-facing giant eyeballs and uh, craggly teeth. Okay, in fairness, I was fighting off falling asleep when I was reading you this. You are very sleepy, but we had a lot of exercise today, didn't we? We exercised in the extreme heat. We stayed up really late last mm-hmm. night. And um, then we went out for, for about what we will. You and I exercised for an hour. And it was, sorry, excuse me. It was very hot. And so he came home, and I just like went a bit about doing housework and such. Yeah. When I should have taken a nap. And yeah. so when you went to the grocery store, mm-hmm. I tried to do a little bit of comic book reading and take a nap. But somebody would not. Every single time I started to doze off, somebody decided to bark at things that he saw outside. So both my comic reading and my napping were interrupted. I'm sorry about that. So it's fine, fine, fine. Okay, where are we? We're back on the growl page. Yeah. Hey, everybody! He breaks through, right? Yeah. And, um, pow, pow, pow. There, there's a battle ensues. They're trying to fight this thing. They're shooting at it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to work. Nope. Uh, but the castle is coming apart around them. Yeah. Jack, Lord Dunham. He's very upset. Right. He's going back inside to inspect the damage. Mm-hmm. And he comes upon the British troops. And overhears their plot to trap the rangers between themselves and, and the, the rampaging creature. Right. Does it work though? Meanwhile, meanwhile, this outside, creature can now stand up on its hind legs, kind of like a dinosaur. Yeah, or like um, it looks kind of like uh, its body looks like Godzilla. Its head looks like. Those little rubber things you used to get in the gumball machines. That you put on the back like of your a, pencil? The finger puppets, yeah. Finger, yeah. Uh-huh. I have to tell you, it looks awfully cute. And it's because its eyes are so it big. Is. If they had made the eyes smaller, mm-hmm. it would have been look, it would have looked more sinister. I was hoping it would live and they would befriend it and take it with them as one of the Rip-Roaring Rangers. <laughs> Scaly hide! Scaly hide. Um, <laughs> so Tomahawk's making plans to save Beth. Mm-hmm. Um, she's now become a liability because she's out there. And, right. You know, but she won't leave because she knows that Jack Lord Dunham is not going to leave. He's going to keep trying to save the castle. Mm-hmm. Big Anvil loads up a catapult. And, but doesn't know how to operate it. So well, he's all brawn, no brains. Right. Yeah. So here comes Jesty, the little jester. I forgot to mention that his name is Jesty. Yeah, that's clever, isn't it? It's actually not they couldn't have called him. At all. They couldn't have called him. You know, herb, right, or, or uh, anything. They call him Jesty. Bill, yeah, uh, the jester. Bill the jester. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, off goes the catapult. Apparently, it hits some leftover gunpowder, mm-hmm. and the castle explodes, killing yeah the monster. The monster's eyes are closed. Scary he is D E D. Now we find out it was Jack Lord Dunham who placed the gunpowder in the position so that the catapult 
would blow up his own castle. Yes, he was willing to sacrifice his castle to save the enemy from getting to Beth. Beth was right, too. My castle wasn't worth men's lives. I sacrificed it to stop the enemy from getting to you, Tomahawk, and your rip Rowan rangers. It's hard to say in British accent. Rip-roaring rangers. Rangers. Uh, well, thanks, Nana, but what'll you do now? What else? Start all over again. Rebuild. It's a new country. (laughs) Hurrah! (laughs) Beth says a house this time. I don't need a castle. What's his favorite house? I don't need a roof to feel happy. I don't know the words of that song. It's from the musical Big Fish. Oh. I don't need a roof to feel not afraid. Those aren't the words, but I was making them up. Um... You know, we live in a part of the country where there are lots and lots of 18th century manor homes still standing. Yes, and? That's neither here nor there. I just thought I'd mention it. I wonder if they were castles at one time and they all got blown up by ancient biological creatures. Interesting. I grew up in Florida. Talk about hot. I know, but uh, I grew up in Florida and I just remember that my memories of Florida architecturally speaking just uh the pictures involve houses built in the 1950s mm-hmm. and 60s you know and i grew up in i was born in 71 so i grew up in the 70s and 80s and everything about florida reminds me about 1960 something like it was a magical time of, of growth in florida yeah and then moving up here you just don't see that architecture at all all you see you see uh, uh, the dominant uh architectural style is is colonial mm-hmm. or, or american revival is that called right american no, revival? i don't know i don't know anyway you don't even see like you don't even see a lot of arts and uh, uh, craftsmen uh, uh, cra- craftsmen, cra- craftsmen cottages no you don't see a lot of this no not up here like you would in let's say the west coast mm-hmm. you know or the midwest yeah yeah it's interesting I'm sorry do you want to move no, I would very much like our next house, though, to be smaller on one floor and either be a craftsman cottage or um, mid-century modern. Sure. We all want that. Do we? Yeah, so we can age in place. Mm-hmm. Age in place. climbing stairs. And our next house will have a handlebar where we can get up and down from the toilet because we'll need that. Yes, and one in the shower as well yes, so we course. can sit and stand. Yes. Uh, would you like to talk about another story now? Or would, I would you like to continue to talk about our eventual death and... <laughs> Ah. Public Service Announcement Theater presents Wanted, a pal What's the matter, Frankie? You look as if you just lost your last friend That's a trouble, Bob I haven't got any real friends to lose Oh, come on, Frankie I always see you with a crowd Sure (laughs) I tried to be like you, Bob Have lots of friends and be popular But when I want to talk to somebody about something sort of personal, you know, like those two kids over there. Mm, I know what you mean. I went through the same thing myself until one summer when I was on the same farm as Jerry. We really got to know each other, doing things together and talking about everything under the sun, sometimes agreeing and sometimes disagreeing. Jerry and I have been close friends ever since. 
Sure, I've still got a lot of friends, but it's great having one or two you can always depend on. Thanks, Bob. That's a swell tip. And I sure can use it. Presented as a public service in cooperation with the National Social Welfare Assembly, Coordinating Organization for National Health, Welfare, and Recreation Agencies of the USA. Yaate. Sorry, what'd you say? Yaate. 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 What does that mean? That's hello in Navajo language. Oh. Because we're reading about Johnny Cloud, the Navajo Ace. Yes. His full name is White Cloud. Mm-hmm. But he goes by Johnny. Okay. Um, he's uh, an ace, Pilot. and he's a Navajo. He's awesome. Tell us more. This is the first time we've... we've uh, is this the first time he's introduced? This is not the first time he's introduced, but it's the first time we have seen... I mean, that's seen... stupid. You can only be introduced one time. Is, right, 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 is, is this his introduction? No. No, okay. No, he was uh, uh, an existing character, but I don't know how far before this issue he last appeared. Okay. It says the scorching return of Navajo is Ace Johnny Cloud on the cover, so I assume maybe he hasn't been seen in a while. It's been on hiatus. Anyway, this is his first appearance on our podcast. Okay. And we like him. We sure do. Except, let's just go ahead and apologize to all Native Americans. Oh, okay. there's a lot of... Uh, so let's, let's just, before we even dive into this, let's mm-hmm. just say I really like this comic, but yeah. I found incredibly offensive all the little digs. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. You know, and the fact that he says things like... You know, we're supposed to be like wooden statues. Yep. We're not mm-hmm. supposed to cry. But I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. But I like the fact that he is a hero and he's sure. an American. Uh, Johnny Cloud, the Navajo Ace, faced a lot of discrimination mm-hmm. in his army career. Air Force? Army. Uh, army. U.S. Army Air Force. Oh, the, uh, the Air oh, Force was not right. separate from the in Army. World War II. Right, okay. Right. Um,. We have a little flashback here of his childhood when he was with his father, the chief, yeah. who used to take him to the smoke maker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the smoke maker drew magic pictures in the smoke, including a picture of a brave riding a horse. And then into his adulthood, Johnny Cloud would often see that same figure in the clouds as he was flying, which would warn him of danger. He told him that that, that, uh, that, that, Brave riding the horse would be his big brother in the sky. Right. Uh, many moons later, uh, here we go. During the savage Nazi blitz of London, the skies over the besieged city were crisscrossed with white, graceful sky writing, like pictures traced in the air by an invisible smoke maker. Except they were made, well, they were made by airplanes. Right. Aeroplanes. So Johnny Cloud is uh, flying over London. He sees a German bombing squadron mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. starts picking the nazis out of the sky uh the little uh F- fw what does that mean oh where sorry where F- uh so he the f he's talking about the fws are the little planes that he's shooting out of the sky this must be a type of, of fighter right wings i have no idea F- sorry. a fucker Fucker Ving, I don't know. The FW's I'll look pilots. it up. I should have done some research before that. Anyway, Johnny Cloud's flying a P-51. Okay. A good old American plane. Yep. Um, he sees that they are escorting a bomber, and so he is now determined to stop the bomber. Right, he's going to attack the bomber, but he's surrounded by other, uh, other right. pilots firing at him. So, like, if he goes too close to the bomber, the bomber has its own uh, gunners, 
and the five, the other pilots are chasing him around this. He, he, he's got to come in at, at, a, at a very particular angle with these other gunners on his tail, with these other fighters on his tail. Right. Mm-hmm. So he gets himself into position right above the bomber, drops his payload of bombs. It explodes the bomber as well as the little FWs that are on his tail. Pulls up at an extreme angle as he's doing this and manages to avert being destroyed. Right. Or being killed, right? Back to the field where he uh, was ordered to the MO, medical officer, who orders him to take a 48-hour leave. Yeah. Come on, Doc, not now. Every pilot is needed in the air. Yeah. Well, he's ordered to go on leave with pretty nurse running deer. Uh, now, if he can go by Johnny, why can't she go by, like, Rita? Rita running deer. Or, what's a popular 1940s name? Uh, Joan. Joan running deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Betty. 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 Um, Betty, I'm just going to call her Betty from now on, comes in. Patty. Patty? Hattie. Hattie. Hattie Running Deer? Okay. Oh, no, I like Betty. Okay. Betty Running Deer. Betty Running Deer. Um, she pours him a cup of coffee, which reveals she's sneaky. His hands are shaking as he's yeah. trying to drink the coffee. That yeah. proves that he needs to leave. Right. And off they go. Betty, as it happens, mm-hmm. has to be in London. Well, she's got she's going on leave as well. Right. Yeah. But she's going to London, which is interesting because it's, they're going to London, which is being bombed by the Blitzkrieg. Right. That's, yeah. yeah. Nonetheless. Yeah. Where else are they going to go? Penzance? Uh, I have no idea. Cornwall? Brighton. Brighton. Mm-hmm. What's the thing by the sea where they used to go by the sea? The, the, bath. The, the, Take no, the where they, where they get married? Uh, in the Jane Austen novels, they'd run off to get married in... in uh, oh, Gretna Green. That's Gretna in Green. Scotland. Oh, is it? Okay, it's yeah. Scotland, so. Um... So, they're ordered to take a jeep and go on. Leave. And everyone makes fun of him. This right. is just awful. Well, no, these are. This is his squadron. Yeah, but come in, come on. What? They said, um, uh, uh, "Hey, running Dia, Dia has Dia. Yeah, he's what he's got was from. Uh, uh, he must be from Kentuck. Yeah, he says, uh, keep your.' Ah, uh, here, running Dia has direct orders to keep your mind offline. That sounds like Blanche on Golden Girls. That's all right. It's working because all I could think, all I was channeling was a was a, a, a New Hampshire accent, oh. which is totally the wrong region. Running Dia has direct orders to keep your mind offline and nasty things like that. Ace, <laughs> I wonder just how he's going to do that maneuver. I never read it in any flying manual. <laughs> no, I, 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 I oh, Tex. He's supposed to be from Texas. Oh, Texas. That tex- was all oh. wrong for Texas. Um, I don't care that I much about I don't this really, I don't, I don't want to make fun of Texas at all because I just don't care about that. Um, he Now, Johnny Cloud did have this squadron of, I think they were called the Flying Braves or some oh. something racist like that. <laughs> something racist. Um, but he falls this. asleep right away, yes, doesn't he? Yes, Betty's driving. Yeah. Um... Well, she's a nurse. She's a medical officer, isn't she? She's a nurse. Yes. Well, she's a nurse. But still, she's still a woman. She can drive. Um, you know who's a great driver? Who's Our a... queen, Elizabeth. She really? drove ambulances in World War II. Did she really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yes. Um, anyway, they're soon attacked by a strafing run from a German plane. 
Yeah, now they're out on the road. I think it's a funny use of slang here when he wakes up and he takes over. He takes the um, he puts his hands on the wheel and steps on on the gas like she doesn't know how to drive. Right. But he took. He's doing some um, the kind of um, he's doing what's the, oh the word is escaping me. Zigzaggy. Um, yes, he's doing defensive driving uh, as if he were flying. With, with the uh, oh, oh. aerial maneuvers Maneuvering. in a car. Yeah, that's not the word I'm looking um, for. Yeah, this is where I first started realizing we'd have a lot of stereotypical behavior well, I, the, when he says that he jammed his foot down on top of hers to speed up and she didn't say a word. Because, After all, like every Indian, she'd been brought up not to reveal pain. <laughs> that's not true, is it? I don't know. You know, he... he well, I mean, the... the, the the stereotypes that he's using are make make the Indians like these stoic, strong, quiet, uh, heroic people, which, you know, with which doesn't make them very vulnerable or human at all. Right. You know, so I, I just I don't like it. Anyway, fishtailing is what you're looking for. He's fishtailing around the road. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <clears throat> No, the word I, I can't believe the word's escaping me. It's 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 like defensive driving maneuvers that uh, you t- defensive measures that you're taking, but um, it's, it's doing this sort of thing. I'm this little snaky movements of my hand. Fishtail. It says right here in the comment. I know it's, that's not the word I'm looking for. Well, don't beat yourself up. Over that's it. all right. That's all right. I'm still trying to wake up from my lack of napping. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the interesting thing is they're bopping along the road, really just like. Great speed, yeah. um, he, jumping over things and being shot at by the by the plane by the pilot. They drive right into the woods, and the plane, as Johnny Cloud knew would happen, the pilot kept his eyes on the prize and ignored Crashed the right forest for the trees. Crashed right, right the into trees. the forest and died. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Now he realizes that he really should have taken that leave because, well, he did take the leave. He didn't know he was going to be attacked by in a strafing run. He didn't know how bad he was. Um, well, how bad mentally he, he really needed a break. Right. Uh, he starts shaking, which and then immediately falls into a romantic kiss with. When you Betty. saw, but let me just back up for a second. When you saw him looking at his hands, did you think he his hands were ghost hands? Um, I guess the first time I read it, I thought maybe he was wearing gloves, but now I see it's just a coloring mistake. Well, yeah, because I, I saw the Although, hands. Although, look, they're white all the way. I'm looking back a few pages. Maybe it's just a, the colorist thought they were gloves, but the artist drew fingernails. Very them. interesting, because mm-hmm. they are definitely not gloves. Right, but... Yeah, but they're white. You know, once you commit to that color scheme, <laughs> just stick with it. Yeah, well, she's wearing gloves, but yes. who would wear white gloves with a uniform when you're driving in a Jeep? Uh, I'll tell you who. Queen Elizabeth. Okay, all right. Um, so they arrive in London just in time to be bombarded by uh, the Luftwaffe, dropping in for, quote, tea. Now, that's some <laughs> heavy bombing. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's broad daylight, which the Germans didn't do. They bombed at night, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there's a bus being blown up, several buildings. Some leave. Have fun, kids. <laughs> Where are they going to get a glass of wine or, or, or an a Airbnb? Beer? Yeah. 
so, so they rush their, in to help. After their hot makeout session, they arrive in London. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't believe that the British people are keeping a stiff upper lip under this bombardment. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they start to help, yes, rescuing people who've been trapped under rubble. And they find a boy. A little boy. Poor little tyke. Everyone in his family was wiped out. Mm. He's the only one left. He's staring blankly into the distance. He's in shock. So, Johnny can't... Well, they found a beer. Look. Well, yeah, they did. Yeah, so, so, they, so, so they, they take the kid to the hospital. Yeah. And then Johnny and Running Deer go out. Um, oh, so what are we calling her? Not Rita. Betty. Uh, Betty, Betty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny and Betty go out uh, for a beer. And all they keep thinking about is Haji from Johnny Quest. <laughs> Haji wore a turban. I, well, so when I first saw this, I saw the kid, you know, I thought, is that a poster? Like, have you seen me? Oh, right. But he's imagining, <laughs> he's imagining the boy, right? And he looks like he's wearing a turban. He does a little bit. Yeah. Um, he looks a little also like the comic character Dondi. Yes. Dondi had dots for eyes. Mm. Um, Johnny's awful worried about this kid. So he gets an idea. <laughs> He's going to go to the hospital and do an Indian fancy dance. Fancy dance. Disco nuts and city It's not a disco fancy dance. There's an actual genre of dance called fancy dance, which yes. is developed okay. by several... Native American tribes in the 1920s to capitalize on tourist money. Oh. The problem here is, Mm -hmm. Navajos did not wear feathered headdresses. You know this? I did. I looked it up. Okay. Um, Navajos did wear the headbands, as we saw with his father in the beginning. Uh Uh-huh. So I would say that here, the Johnny Cloud, the Navajo Ace, has adopted a tourist centric Indian garb. Well, he's probably just looking he probably went out to the costume shop to see what he could find. Right, right, right. And this is all they had, so right. he just improvised. Um so he's doing a fancy dance. It doesn't help. No. Dundee. Well it does entertain the rest of the kids that the are. The rest in the of the kids fine, sure, but he doesn't care about them. He no. only cares about Ben the, the two, two of us need look no more. You're in shock and, and your parents are, are dead. The doctor has a very grim outlook. Yeah. There's nothing I can do to help if this kid does not have the will to live. I wonder what the doctor's name is. Let's call him Ace Mannequin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben's scheduled for a serious, a serious operation tomorrow. Yeah. It's not just a casual operation. It's, it's a serious, serious operation. He'd have a 50-50 chance under the best conditions, but with his morale at zero, he what could die on the operating table. What kind of operation do you think they're going to give him? Um, cranial, resec- cranial resectioning? Well, yeah. What's the operation when you're just in shock and you need to... They just cut you open and then look and then close you back up. Exploratory cancer surgery. Right, right, right. right. Well, he's just full of cancer. So they just, so they're just closed him. close him right back That's up. it, nurse. Just yeah. close. Yep. Nothing we can do. <laughs> Wash up. Um, so running deer, Betty tries to explain that Johnny is a real Indian. You can Mm -hmm. tell all your friends that you met Johnny White Cloud, the son of a real Indian chief. But the boy's voice was as flat as a mechanical doll's. (laughs) Anybody could dress up like an Indian or (laughs) Or a a clown (laughs) or a magician, but they're just actors, not real. Act, act, act. Uh, so running deer takes over. You're right. I knew I shouldn't have tried to fool you. He's not really an Indian chief. He's Johnny Cloud, the ace. Wait till you see him in his uniform. That doesn't help either. Oh. Oh. 
something's happening in the other part of the house. Uh, no proof. He's still acting. Just another costume. But you see this picture I pulled from the rubble of my home? It's my father capturing a German soldier. If you could bring me a picture like this of you capturing a German soldier, soldier, soldier yeah. and I'd live. Wow. I'd live if you just bring me that picture. Right. I, I say, let him die. <laughs> there are plenty Manip- of other kids in England. <laughs> manipulative little brat. <laughs> All you have to do is bring me a picture of you capturing a German soldier. I'll, I'll live, I promise. Do you know what I would say? I'd smack him on the face. <laughs> Snap, Snap out, out of it! it. <laughs> You'd be like, kid, I'm on leave. Could you do what my dad did? If you got a picture like this, if you capturing a prisoner, mister? And the, then, so they decide... Mr. Cloud. Mr. Cloud. <laughs> Mr. Cloud, could you bring me a picture of you capturing a soldier like this, like my dad did? My dad was great. <laughs> are, you as, are you as brave as my dad, mister? <laughs> Mr. Cloud. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you tried, Captain, but when someone loses his will to live, it takes a miracle to save him. It's in all the medical journals. Oh, yes. We know this to be Something true. Something beyond the powers of medicine or a scalpel. Do I have to go restrain the dog? Sounds like he's running outside to bark at it. Do you suppose we're being attacked by Nazis? This might be your chance to go get a picture of you capturing a Nazi. (laughs) Like my dad. You think the dog could capture a Nazi? My dad had a dog. (laughs) Oh my god, did I tell you about the grocery store? Today? No, the other day, last week. I must have. I was in the grocery store. Okay. I'll tell I'll, I'll tell everyone. No, please tell me. Uh, I was in. Do we bring any of that gum that Jake brought us? No, it's at work. Oh, it's so good. A new flavor of punch? Uh, fruit punch. New flavor Ooh, of delicious. ice cubes. We had to get it from Missouri because mm-hmm. they don't sell it around here. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jake. Um, I was in the grocery store, mm-hmm. and this old booze hound walks up to me. Always you. And says, "Hey, were you in Vietnam?" <laughs> Stop. I said in Vietnam. Vietnam. I said, How old does he think you are? Thank you. <laughs> I said no, I was not. Oh, okay, because my dad was in Vietnam. Oh, oh, yeah. How nice for you, mm-hmm. I reply. Um, yeah, he was a medic in Vietnam. He saw some things go down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Hey, uh, I just I bought a new house with cash. It's my inheritance money. I bought a new house uh, with I paid cash for it. Okay, what what aisle were you in? Uh, frozen foods. Frozen foods. Okay. Here comes the cream of the story. <laughs> oh my god! Can I give you my number? I'd love for you to see my house. What this man? Uh huh. You know, I believe in the worth and dignity of all people, and that's why I stay still and listen to these yes. insane people that you come up actually, and talk to me. You project a, a welcoming aura, yeah. mm-hmm. and crazy people will take tr- advantage of that. Will they will they will sense it? They will walk across a mile long parking lot, make a beeline for you. You have a whole catalog of these stories. So you know when you have a ashtray that's. Overflowing with cigarette butts. Yes. And then it gets rained on. Yes. That's what he smelled like. Ooh. And also, he was uh, 
drunk or something. He smelled the booze coming off of him. So here's my question for our listeners. So what happened when you said when he asked uh, asked you to to uh, come to it? So if you want to see his house, yeah, I said I'm good, and I turned around and walked yeah. away. Yeah, uh, was he hitting on me, or was he going to take me to his house and murder me? I'm pretty sure he wanted to murder you. Co- yeah, that's what I. I mean, I could I mean, be he, hit he, on. He I'm not unattractive. Yes, but he thought you were as old as his father, who served in Vietnam. Uh, maybe he's into that. You never know. Wow. I mean, we all have. Our, what is it about me? We all have our. William what is it about? Shatner's. Like this shit never happens to me. You. What is the opposite of what I have? A projection oh. of evil and <laughs> hatred. I. I project. I send out signals. Don't fuck with me. Uh huh. Except I do smile. I really do smile to everyone who makes eye contact with me in the store. Oh, really show do. me. Like this. I like... Ugh. <laughs> Did that frighten you? Yes, it looks like you were about to perform evil. <laughs> I don't... you just like... You must have the gentlest eyes. I mean, I, I don't understand. I have been with you. Yeah. When people have... When we are together... And yep. they come right up to you and say the most bizarre things, and not and, only, and it never happens to me. And it, I, I mean, I have, I have witnessed this personally. It is the craziest thing. Like, often they go out of their way to approach. Me. They will run to you. Yeah, yeah. You know who uh, had was able to um, be nice to everyone? My dad. Yes. Can you be nice to everyone like my dad was? I'm going to murder that dog. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Do you want me to close the door? Yes, please. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bobby, you, you have done it. You are making that so mad. You know, you know who could really close the door? <laughs> my dad. My dad. Do you so, think you could close the door like my dad did, mister? So... What do we call this? Uh, we call mannequin. Uh, a Turk. What was his name? Uh, jet. Jet mannequin. Ace mannequin. Ace mannequin. So Ace mannequin. Um, Doctor Ace mannequin. Doctor Ace mannequin. Um, he says uh, Ben is lost like everyone now. He yep. needs someone to live for, to look up to. His father in that faded, like his father in that faded snapshot. And and he says, I'm not that man. I'm not that man. Yeah. Nor are you. Nor yeah. are you, Captain. Yeah. Oh, but um, you can pretend like you're his dad and yeah. you know, take a picture of yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's fine because there's probably no other orphans in this hospital no. in bombed out London. No. So um, Johnny Cloud and Betty Deer go out to dinner. And have a threesome with the floating ghost face of it's, Dondi. I just love this this face of Dondi, right? He's, he's, they're having dinner together uh-huh. and they're dancing and they're kissing and the face is always around them in between yeah. them. It's just floating there. With its lifeless uh, eyes. Right. Yeah. It's shell-shocked. Yeah. So, they drive out into the countryside. Yep. Him and Betty. Um, honestly, they should have done that in the first place and for their vacation. going to, like, you know, actively bomb London. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, just then, one of our boys jets out of the sky. Uh, what is it? A P-51? A P-51. Good. P-51. One mm-hmm. of ours smoking, spinning out of control. But the last possible moment, just when I expected a sheet of flame to hide the P-51, 
It lands safely. Pulls out of the diamond, lands safely, and he said, only one guy could do that. One pilot in the world who could ride a burning Mustang down out of the sky like that. And Wait, he probably says like this, there's only one pilot in the world who could ride <laughs> a burning Mustang down out of the sky like that and whip out a fire without wiping out his ship, Tex. <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> Correct. Um, Tex is shaken up pretty bad, but Johnny Cloud, Navajo Ace, offers to get in the plane and return and finish Tex's mission. Which wow. was shooting down. Wow, he's on leave. Right. Yeah. You know, one time when I was um, working in the one hour photo lab, I should say 55 minutes because we had it down. Okay. It was Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. I was driving home. I'm just providing music. Go ahead. And on my way back into town, I stopped at my store to say Merry Christmas. Oh, because you were a good... Because I was a good person. Person. Well, I was going to say manager, but I don't think you were manager. I was a manager. I was a lab manager. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. lab manager. Yep. How many people did you manage? One. Oh. At a time. I had like three employees, but just one at a time was there. <laughs> Shut up. I almost did a spit take. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and I stopped in, and the, it was chaos. Christmas Eve, everybody wanted their photos developed in 55 minutes. Oh, my God. Well, we had little signs that we could put on the door if we got backed up in the lab. We could say, one hour, 1.5 hours. The 3.5 hour sign was out on the lab door. On Christmas, on Christmas Eve. Eve. Did you have a gig that week, that night, too? No, that was before I was gigging. Okay. So what did I do? You probably put your lab coat on and got in to help your work, your you colleagues. You bet I did. Yeah. Colleague, because there was just one. Just oh, one at a time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you I worked. Put your gloves on and started pouring those chemicals and yep. getting that, that film developed. I worked all through the night of Christmas Eve so that the good citizens of Columbus, Ohio could have their developed prints of women in negligees. <laughs> Drinking and people Bed sores and the sheriff's department could have their murder scene photos and things. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. God bless us. So, off Johnny Cloud goes. Takes his fighter jet up, fighter pilot, <laughs> plane up into the sky. A neck chalk. Uh, suddenly, he's fired at by Jerry Ratsy. Um, he... Knows that the Nazi is expecting him to dive because now his plane's on fire. Yeah, but he's not going to die. He's not going to die if he continues his climb and fools the Nazi, and the Nazi uh, gets entangled and gets entangled and crashes. Yeah. So they both crash into the. I have to say, this little four-panel sequence was a little bit confusing. They were, they were yeah, you know. I mean, it looks like they just the planes just crash into each other. Yeah, I mean, it's like okay, so. We crashed, you know. And they, we could have said, we crashed. Crash into the channel the, the below. English channel, okay. Um, this is the second time we see that Johnny Cloud has sung his death song. Yeah. Singing to the bones of his ancestors, I imagine. Hakuchi or similar. Um, we are far from the homes of our ancestors. We are far from the bones of our ancestors. He and the Nazi climb onto the wreckage of the P-51, mm-hmm. where the Nazi pulls out a pistol. Mm-hmm. And shoots at Johnny, but misses, and Johnny punches him and knocks him into the ocean. Shoots his flare. 
Flare, yes, flare, flare pistol, right. yeah. Oh, good. Because yeah. I was about to say that the pistol wouldn't fire after it had been dunked in water, but a flare gun would. Yeah. At the last minute, Johnny Cloud realizes he can't Swap let the Nazi let, die. Yeah, I can't let him, can't let him go. Dives into the ocean. Save his life. Why? Why did you save my life? The German uh, says. He says, you saved my life. Why? I thought an Indian gave no quarter. Right, right. Okay. Uh, I was mm, skipping over that. Mm. Um, Johnny asks him a favor. Can I take a picture of you being captured by me? Mm-hmm. Like Ben's dad did? Like ben, my, my dad. Ben's dad captured a Nazi. Can yeah. I? He says, wait, wait, wait. He says, um, I, I would like to take a picture of you <laughs> in the hospital like Ben's dad did. Uh, the enemy pilot's flare was spotted by an English air-sea rescue boat patrolling the channel, and after we were picked up, I said, <laughs> Lieutenant Cloud, your request is most irregular. Captain, sorry, I called this, you a lieutenant. This, Captain Cloud. This is... War, you know. This is quite a queer request. <laughs> I ask you to honor this. <laughs> Gee, you brought down a Jerry pilot. Oh, sorry. Gee, you brought down a Jerry pilot just for me. Like a Christmas present from a godfather. Blimey! Cool. What a picture. Wait till I show my friends a snap, snap as poof. That was a bad child english accent it was a little old, a little bit old on the map but i i am reading ahead the next panel to see if i can do a deer slayer what's her name <laughs> deer, running deer, deer running sorry just say betty betty okay um so he, so he said i didn't need the doctor's grin to tell me that ben had found his way to live he probably only need surgery now i thought indians <laughs> I thought Indians are not supposed to cry just because a small boy is going to live. And he says, they're not. And if you dare tell me Tex or anyone at the field, I'll I'll scalp you. He says, I'll scalp you. That's the worst. Those are the worst. Even though I did like this comic, I hate that he said that. And there's a single tear running down his cheek as if he's just viewed pollution (laughs) in Detroit. Remember that? Yes, I do. Okay. Oh, I love the artwork. It's Irv Novik. It's love it. wonderful. It's a great story. I love the fact that he's like, he wants to fight for uh, for our, our country and right. for the um, uh, alliance, the European alliance against the Nazis. I love that he that he puts on a costume to cheer up the kids in the hospital. I love it. I really don't like. I mean, on all honesty, I cannot. I hate the all the little racial digs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here yeah. and there, it's just awful. Now, Johnny Cloud. After has, having his own adventures, mm-hmm. will eventually team up with some other uh, canceled war characters, okay, including Captain Storm, the peg leg PT boat captain. We know him. Yes, and they will all. We know of him. We've read of him. We've discussed him. Yes. They will all join together in a group called the Losers, <laughs> a special detachment. The Losers. Uh, and I don't think we have any of those coming up. I think they were not until the 70s. So you are the loser because you don't get to read about the losers. I had an Arabic teacher that mm-hmm. used to say, he had, he had this saying that he would see all the time. He'd say, tomorrow we are going to have an imtihan, which is a test, an exam. He goes, well, if, you, uh, if you do not study for it, you will be the loser. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he said, and if you, if you don't get these questions correct... 
you will be the loser. I know you weren't a loser. Not like my dad. <laughs> my dad always forgot to study for his Arabic test. He was the loser. Yeah. But do you study for Arabic tests? My dad didn't. <laughs> and now he's dead. My dad was a medic in Vietnam. Were you in Vietnam? We, would you like to see my house that I bought with cash? I bought my house for cash. You wanna, I'd love for you to see it. Yeah. I'm going to die unless you come see my house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't forget to follow us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcast downloading app. And don't forget to come back next week. Always and every welcome week. in our home. Right. Uh, that's all. Anything else? Nope. Okay, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.